On this episode of For the Love of Guns, we're going to talk about red flag laws and why you should be concerned about them. Before we begin, let's pay the bills. And this episode is brought to you by Proton VPN. Now, I bought a Proton VPN. That way, I can encrypt my traffic to keep my ISP from spying on what I'm doing. October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and I want to make sure that you buy a VPN. Whether it be Proton, which is what I use, or somebody else's, make sure you get a VPN. That way, you don't have your ISP spying on you. I have a link down below in the descriptions for a Proton VPN. The red flag laws violates the 4th, 5th, 6th, and 14th amendments. And later on, we'll talk to you about how they get around our constitutional rights. But specifically, the Fourth Amendment states that no warrants shall issue upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and persons or things to be seized. Now, seizing properties of individuals who have not been convicted of a crime violates the Fourth Amendment. Now, the Fifth Amendment states, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall property be taken for public use without just compensation. Now, this is kind of where these gun buybacks are coming from, right? Just compensation. So you can go turn it in, they'll give it back, and now the state owns it. And of course, gun control advocates say that due process is not in play here because you can go to an appeal court to get your property back. But that kind of creates another problem with the Second Amendment because it kind of states that the Second Amendment is really not a right, but it's a privilege. And we know that the Second Amendment is right. So if you were to seize the firearms, you're now violating not only the Fourth and the Second Amendment. You know, if if you're going to take someone's guns away because you're afraid of them committing mass murder, well, can't someone commit mass murder with knives? I mean, that was happening in London. What about bows and arrows? That just happened too, didn't it, over in Europe? So if you're just going to take firearms, saying that you're going to protect the public because someone could do a mass killing, well, then wouldn't you take the knives, bows, and everything else as well? So the whole thing of gun seizure on a red flag law doesn't really ring true here because if you're really worried, you would be worried about the person, not the items. See, you've taken the item away from a person, but you haven't solved the problem, right? Because now they could do something else or, well, they could just go buy another gun because, well, have you put them on a list where they can't buy another firearm? They could go buy another firearm. They could go buy another firearm on the street. So you can see that we have a problem with these red flag laws. They're not, they're not working out right because they're, they're taking a gun saying that they're going to protect from mass murder. Now, the Sixth Amendment states, in the criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury 
of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed. Well, where is this trial? So most of these red flag things happened ex parte, which means you're not there. So someone petitions a judge saying, you have a problem, you're mentally unstable, you do weird things. Um, the judge then makes a decision, a warrant is issued, and then your property is seized. So you're a violation of your Sixth Amendment right. Now, another thing about the Sixth Amendment is no crime has been committed. You did not commit a crime. So therefore, they can't, they can't, they can't try you. So it's pre-crime, right? If you watch the, the movie Minority Report, this uh, no crime has been committed. So therefore, a red flag law is in violation of your Sixth Amendment right because you did not commit a crime. But yet they took your property and they're going to have a trial for you, which you're not going to be there for. Now, the 14th Amendment states, no state shall make or enforce any law that shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, property, without due process. Kind of heard this before, right? So now they've taken your property, but again, it was ex parte, so you were not there. So we have also violated the 14th Amendment. Now, a major problem with these red flag laws is, well, what's this evidence against you that they're going to use to take away your guns? Well, it can be as simple as someone says, they're acting weird and they say, you know, they just make something up. Well, that's not evidence. That's an opinion. But yet a judge is going to take that and make it evidence for that search and seizure order. Now, how do they get around all of these rights that we talked about? You know, the fourth, fifth, 6th and 14th Amendments, and you could argue the Second Amendment as well. Well, these red flag laws are not criminal. Now, if you notice, we talked a little bit about these constitutional amendments where it's a crime. Well, even though no crime has been committed, they're still going to take your firearms away from you. And now, these are not even criminal cases. These are civil cases. They're not criminal cases. That's how they skirt through all the amendments because they're not charging you with a crime, but yet they're using law enforcement to enforce this red flag law, which is now a law that somehow you're in violation of. So being a civil is a civil thing because someone said that you are unstable or mentally unfit and then they use that process to skirt all the stuff to get a search warrant. It's really kind of a bad deal. So be careful about this. This is a civil case, not a criminal case. Now, what's even worse is since it's a civil case, now let's say you can't afford a lawyer. One will not be provided to you because it's not a criminal case. So, you have 
a district attorney and a sheriff or police officer, you know, police department that took your firearms, they're on the other side from you. You're by yourself. But it's a civil case. Remember that it's not a citizen on the other side. It is the government on the other side. And somehow this is a civil case. Now, red flag laws can lead to more violence. As a matter of fact, they already have. One month after Maryland passed their red flag laws, and this is in 2018, they went to go seize a 61-year-old man's firearms because he was not you know, mentally capable of having a firearm. Well, when did they do it? They did it at around 5 o'clock in the morning. They knocked on his door. They're pounding, saying police. They went to go take this guy's firearm. Well, he was asleep. He thought someone was breaking into his house. What happened? He, bought, he grabbed his gun and went there. Well, I'm not going to get into the details of what happened. But those two police officers killed that 61-year-old man with the firearm. More violence is going to come out because they're doing these, you know, raids of your guns. Well, they're not going to do it at an opportune time for the person. They're going to do it whenever they want to. Five o'clock in the morning, really bad time to go pounding on somebody's door or breaking in the door. Bullets will fly because of that. You have someone who is sleeping. They're woken up suddenly. They're not in charge of all of their mental faculties because they're a little foggy headed, not because they're crazy or, you know, they're, they need medication. You're woken from your sleep. Of course, someone is going to protect their home, especially those of us who live in castle doctrine states, come pounding on a door, breaking a door. Someone's going to get shot that way. Most of these don't end up that way, right? I mean, the Maryland one is, an exceptional case. Most of these do not end up into, you know, gunshots fired. But you've now taken someone's guns. They're going to be really mad if, in fact, they do intend harm. We talked about earlier. They could do it with a knife, do it with a bow, do it with a crossbow, do it with, God help us, they make a bomb out of a pressure cooker. There are other ways to inflict damage. And because you took a single item or items, well, you did not stop what could happen because they can pivot to something else. Now, those of you who study history know about the shot heard around the world. That was in Massachusetts in 1775 the British decided they were going to disarm people in the New World. It ended up being shots were fired. And what happened? We fought a war over that for our independence. Taking away firearms has historically created more violence, going back to the birth of our country. Red flag laws are only going to start more violence because they don't solve the problem. They solve 
someone's worry about an inanimate object being used, and it doesn't solve the problem because, well, they could do it any other way. Now, it's just not the mentally ill that get these RPOs or risk protection orders. And that's what a red flag law does. It's really a risk protection order. Now, I forget the year, I think it was like 2019 that a University of Central Florida student got pulled into some proceedings and threatened with a year-long RPO because he said something stupid on Reddit about a mass shooting. Oh my God, he said something about a mass shooting and we gotta take his guns. You can say stupid things, right? I mean, people say stupid things all, all the time online. It happens. I'm sure I've said something stupid at least this week, let alone how many times in my life. Some people are just smart asses. That doesn't mean that you get an RPO and red flagged. Now that student, this is the greatest part, that student didn't even own a gun. Didn't own a gun and had no criminal record. And they're going to slap him with an RPO and try to seize his firearms because he was saying something stupid. Now there's some places in the country that just simply being a member of the NRA means that you're mentally incapable. Now, not legally, but the people in that area think that you cannot process information correctly and you're mentally defective because you belong to an organization. Well, what happens when those people put in judges in place who think the same way? Again, we're not talking about facts here. We're not talking about evidence. It's an opinion that gets your guns taken away from you under a red flag law. So now we know that, well, a red flag law can be weaponized. So how can it be weaponized and abused? Well, in California, someone just needs to claim something, right? I think this person's mentally unstable. It goes through their red flag laws, the gun's taken away. And what happens if that person is using it, is caught using this, you know, not as intended as retribution? It's almost like speeding. So, well, what's going to stop you from filing a false claim if you're just going to get a ticket. You're going to get a slap on the rest. The worst thing than that is in California, you can do this anonymously. You don't even have to say your name. Don't have to tell you who you are, where you're from or anything. You can just throw that out there and then they go out and well, they can take your guns. Now, because they can do this and do it anonymously, what happens? If you have an ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, whatever, domestic partner, or maybe a roommate that's mad at you. They can use this red flag, almost like swatting, right? It's, it's easier to red flag someone in some states 
than it is to swat someone. So red flag laws can be used to take away your property, violate your rights, because remember, it's a civil thing. It's not a criminal case, it's civil. And someone doesn't even need to identify themselves. So these red flag laws are written really bad. Now, not all of them are quite that bad, but still, they're still bad. And in some states, they're even worse. Now, while we're weaponizing these things, what happens if you get pulled over by a police officer and you're mad at that police officer for writing you a speeding ticket? Why not red flag them? Right? I mean, seriously, if a cop can't own a gun, they can't do their job. So what's stopping you from weaponizing this against the police? Since, well, let's face it, California, they have these really loose red flag laws, and they're also in the whole defund the police. I'm surprised they haven't red flagged their police to get them pulled out. I hope that doesn't happen. I really don't. I have a lot of respect for law enforcement. You guys have a tough job, and quite frankly, you have a crappy job. And you do the best with what you got. Sure, are there some bad apples there? I get it. There's bad apples in every industry. Not every officer is a bad apple. Sure, there's some there. You pull those out, let the good apples stay. Don't throw away the whole, the whole tree because of a couple of bad apples. Now, in recent months, you've heard about the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. And it comes up a lot because you know they need to fund the military. Well, we had, well, the Democrats, let's face it, the Democrats put this in here, but what's worse is they got Republicans to vote for it too. They put red flag laws into the military. So now you have our armed forces can have a red flag against them, have their firearms taken away, their personal firearms taken away from them, no matter where they're at. Now, this is a bad thing because, well, these people are trained on firearms. You can't get through boot camp without firing around. Just you can't, you can't do it. You're trained to be a soldier, a sailor, whatever you are, airman, airwoman. You are just there to protect the country. And now you're treated as a second-class citizen because it's at the federal level, not the state level. It's at the federal level that they're going to do red flag laws. And now with these Republicans crossing the line, there is now a precedent set at the federal level for red flag laws. This means it's only going to get worse. If you don't believe me, when they put the fences around the Capitol building and they pulled the National Guard in to protect everybody from the you know, Trump people, the MAGA people, whatever you call them, there are certain National Guard men and women who were pulled from that duty. 
because they've said something on social media. Much like that kid in Florida may have said something stupid. Or maybe they belong to the NRA and some senator doesn't like that, have them pulled. Because they're pro-gun and we're afraid of these people who yet we have yet to see. Well, I think there was one gun. Out of all of that, there was one gun that they pulled from January 6th. Military has a rough job. They get crap pay for a crappy job. And they do it for whatever their reasons are. Maybe they want to go to college. Maybe it's a job. Whatever it is, their job is to protect me, my house, my family, you, the entire country. And now we treat them like second-class citizens because their rights, I mean, let's face it, when you're in the military, your rights are that big, right? Everybody else has all these rights. Military is really small. You lose a lot of rights being in the military. You don't lose all of them, but let's just say the scope is very narrow for the rights in the military. And now they're just going to take them, they're going to take your guns away from you if you act irrational. Red flag laws are not solving violence problems. They're sold as they're going to solve violence problems, but they don't. They absolutely do not solve violence problems. You take an inanimate object away from a person. If they intend to do harm, they will find another way. This is a very passionate subject for me. Anything about rights is passionate for me. We have rights in this country. And we have politicians that want to take it away because of fear, not evidence, fear. And I've said this before. My rights don't end where your fear begins. Red flag laws are about fear. Not only about fear, but they can be weaponized against you by, well, anyone. How is that even allowed? How is it constitutional? It's not, right? It's not because we're saying this is a civil crime. No, you're using people with guns to take away your guns. How is that? When you go before a judge, if you're lucky to go before a judge, you have the government on one side and you're over here by yourself, hoping you have money to pay for a lawyer to get your rights back, to get your property back. Call your senators, call your congressman, congresswoman, whatever. Even in your state, your state representatives, call all of them. Tell them to stop red flag laws. They don't solve the problem. They're going after a symptom, not the cause. Thanks for joining me today to hear about red flag laws and a little bit of my rant about red flag laws. If you like the work that I do here, please go to my webpage, www.trb.fyi, and do your online shopping using my affiliate links and banners. In the menu up above, you can see partners and discounts. You click in there, you can see a list of all my affiliates. 
You can click on the button. It'll take you to their website. And then I will get a small portion, a very small portion of the money that you send to that, that company. It's not going to cost you anything more than you were going to spend before. Thanks again for joining me. Hope you're staying safe out there. And I look forward to talking to you again soon.